0: Welcome to the Asylum. And now, your hosts, Rick Flieger. And Rick Reds.
1: Ooh, it's Friday night. Welcome into the Asylum Fantasy Sports Show. Still a proud member of the Full Time Fantasy Podcast Network. Check out this and countless other great fantasy sports podcasts over at FullTimeFantasy.com, at Full Time Fantasy on the Twitter. As always, follow your boys here, AsylumFantasySports.com. And if you want to be in that mailbag, at AsylumFootball on Twitter, or AsylumFootball at Gmail.com. Rick, week two is upon us.
0: Yeah man, I'm we are fl- we are Flag and Briggs. This is the Asylum Sports Show right here in the full-time Fantasy podcast network. Welcome into our bonus shows that we will have all season long mm. as long as the season is in full swing and you will have us. I mean, how bad can that be more of us?
1: Yeah, I... I mean, that is awesome. Uh, I'm exhausted, so you are welcome each and every one of you. You are welcome cuz we are just killing ourselves. Yeah out man. Here. I
0: tell you what, it's all for you.
1: So so much going on, getting ready for week two. I think maybe, Rick, will start out. We'll have a little game here. We'll give our starts and sits. We'll give our picks, and then we'll head out to the mailbag. So let's jump right into it. It's Friday night. I know Rick's a miserable alcoholic, and this is when he really gets after it. So we got to get this done and get out of here it's so he true. can get it tore up. So let's play a little game. If you're an old Asylumite, you'll remember this one. It's simply... For real? Are you for real? Some big, big numbers. We talked about it. If you heard Wednesday's show, and if you haven't, shame on you some big, big numbers, and you just wonder how many of them are in fact for real or how many are week one oddball anomalies. I think the one we got to start with, Rick, and it dawns on me now, we didn't even talk about this man on Wednesday, which seems strange. Lamar Jackson, 324 yards, five touchdowns, has caught fire. He is now Dan Marino and Joe Montana's love child, the greatest quarterback ever to live, Lamar Jackson. Is he, for real, ooh, he gets a buzzer.
0: That's I'm emphatic not emphatic from Rick. Bruce. I don't want anybody to think that this is, um, you know, an indictment of Lamar Jackson. But those numbers are not going to be the norm for this guy. Right, they played a decimated Miami Dolphin team, put up crazy numbers. Look, this kid's going to be good. Don't get me wrong, but. Is he for real for these kind of numbers week in and week out or even close to that? No. He's going to be – I think when it's all said and done, he's he's not a QB1. Probably. He may be on the low end of it. Look, 324,
1: you know, if you're a Lamar Jackson believer, you could believe that number every week. Five TDs is crazy. You know, nobody – not even Tom Brady – does that every week in his best years. Here's my problem with it. Obviously, everything you want to say about Miami, just how pathetic they were, just how disgusting, just what a sorry no-account group that is they put together. But that three twenty four and 5 TDs came on 17-of-20 passing, right? and he didn't even run the ball. I mean, this game was just over so quick. Are you really going to count? And look, Hollywood Brown, we could play the game with him, I suppose, too, but I think those two are so tied together, it doesn't really matter. Yeah,
0: Hollywood Brown did it on four catches.
1: How many times are you going to get open against actual professional football teams, not the Miami Dolphins, get open to that level and streak down the field at that point? And what's interesting is that he didn't run the ball whatsoever. So if we no. get in a game where he's facing some pressure, where the secondary is actually making an effort to prevent his team from scoring, it may be a different story. And we will see. I don't think we know anything about him yet, and he's kind of getting eased in, right? Which might be a good thing for Lamar sure. And Now you're stepping up to Arizona. Which isn't good, but it's certainly better than Miami as, right. as he works his way up. So, is he for real? I think he's for real. I think he yeah. could be if he also runs. But here's my concern you know, there was so much talk of, you know, he runs too much and he can't throw the football, and there's so much focus on throwing the ball from the pocket and being a pocket passer. I think his ability to be a QB1 is if he's improved as a passer, and I don't think that's been proven yet. Look, on those long touchdowns, he hit those guys in stride. He was also standing flat-footed for four, five, six seconds waiting for that to come open. That ain't going to happen again. He's going to be on the move. He's going to have guys at his feet. He's going to have guys in his face. Does he default back to running the football? Does he try to force the running? I don't think we know anything yet, so I'm not willing to go crazy. Look, against Arizona this week, I'm going to start him if I have him on my bench, and I've got him on a couple of benches. He's going to get the start this week, knowing I'm not getting these kind of numbers, but I'm not going out and trading the farm for him either no, I, exactly. I think i think it's still a big wait and see this one really really surprised me rick john ross seven catches a buck 58 and two touchdowns
0: now this this is not this is not red. this is uh, much stronger buzzer than lamar jackson look lamar jackson i believe in Malar, lamar jackson being a good quarterback don't get me wrong right. John Ross, that, that was lightning in a bottle, and he is not going to emerge as this dynamic go-to guy for Andy Dalton. It, it, that was another – that is an anomaly there. Tyler Board, Boyd, yes, I believe in. A.J. Green will be back sooner or later. Um, No, I, I'm just not going to – I that's just my gut feeling. I have nothing to prove it, but I watched John Ross – I was a believer in him when he first came in right. the league. I'm not I'm just not right now.
1: Yeah, it's it's about AJ Green. If he comes back healthy and is even a a reasonable replica of the AJ Green we've seen in the past, it's John Ross who fades in the back. Right? Tyler Boyd has proven himself to be that guy on the other side and be a guy that that Andy Dalton and that offense can rely on. John Ross, I think is benefiting more from A.J. Green missing. So, you know, we know he's been slow to progress. We don't know where A.J. Green's at. If he can't stay healthy – I mean, like seven for a buck sixty and two touches isn't going to happen every week. But I think he becomes a fantasy relevant wide receiver. He'll
0: certainly be va- fantasy relevant. But don't get me if wrong. Agent I guess Green maybe... comes
1: back healthy. I don't think he is fantasy relevant. I think he falls into the third, you know, the third wide receiver on not a very good offense, and maybe the fourth wide receiver because I'm willing to throw a healthy Joe Mixon in as one of the top three receiving targets for that team as well.
0: And let, let's not forget they they've signed an extension. With Gio Bernard, and you saw him working into the offense a little more. Um, they're working two tight ends, right? Yeah, no, I'm. They're just not that dynamic of an offense to f- keep
1: feeding a John Ross if A.J. Green is back right. and healthy. And I think that was a matchup thing. They they clearly took away Tyler Boyd. What he managed was at 6 for 58, and kind of pedestrian, whatever he ended right. up with. I can't remember what it was. And John Ross really benefited from that. All right, Rick, the rookie quarterback, Kyler Murray, 29 of 54,
0: 308, two
1: touches and a pick.
0: I saw a lot of good things, as I mentioned. Um, onions,
1: right? Just onions
0: yeah, on that kid. Yeah. Not scared. No. I, and, and I'll tell you what, I, I brought those in our takeaways on Wednesday. The Cardinals showed me something. They're not a good team. No. But i tell you what, they haven't quit. And when you come back from, what was it? It was 24-6, I think, in the fourth quarter. and. Came back and they got a tie out of that deal. Um, I tell you what, he had some stones and he was making good throws. And I was, yeah, look, I mean, no secret, I wasn't a real believer in this kid to start with. But I tell you what, I, he showed me something. I'm going to be watching the Cardinals a little bit, and um, you know this this game this week is going to be interesting as well. I think.
1: Yeah, look, I love what he did in the fourth quarter. It started so bad for him. It really, I'm, I'm thinking I'm about ready to take a victory lap as I cautioned everybody away from him You know, in the, in the preseason. And what he did in the fourth quarter can really make good throws. Here's what I'm concerned about. I think it's going to be up and down. Number one, sure. you are not going to play the pathetic, sorry, worthless, no-good Detroit Lions <laughs> every week who just lay down like dogs in the fourth quarter and let you have it. So there's, it, the pressure is going to absolutely keep coming. You're not going to have that type of opportunity over and over again. I still am concerned. You know, this is something we've been talking about since leading up to the draft. Had a lot of balls knocked down. You know, you can That's... overcome this height thing, but I don't think he's learned it quite yet. He hasn't not... learned
0: it yet, and yeah. it's still going to be tough to yeah. overcome. It... it really is.
1: So I think I'll be curious to see what he does if he starts running the ball a little more. So, look, I think it's for real that he's going to be a good guy good NFL quarterback in time. But there's going to be some peaks and valleys. I really think he's a matchup play. He isn't a plug him in you know, every week, stardom. There's going to be some real hills and valleys with him. One thing I do like, one thing he has going for him, I believe you brought Mm -hmm. it up, I don't know if it was on the show or or before the show on Wednesday, was he has built a rapport with Larry Fitzgerald, and that is a real good thing for a rookie quarterback to do. He's going to produce some numbers. If he starts running the ball, he may become a QB1 every week in fantasy. I haven't seen that yet. He didn't really need to do it. But the moxie the kid has, yeah. his athletic ability, and his accuracy when he can get it over the line, there's some hope there, but I'm, I'm pumping the brakes here right now.
0: Yeah, and, and we were talking about some absurd numbers last week. And yeah, you brought up Larry Fitzgerald. Eight catches, 113 yards, and a touchdown last week, right? In our league of consequence, that's how I always kind of look at our, our scoring because it's, it's PPR – He was the ninth highest. With that stat line. With that stat line. Eight catches, a buck 13, and a touchdown. He was ninth in wide receiver scoring. That's (laughs) absurd. So, speaking of absurd
1: wide receiver scoring, the next one, your boy, DJ Shark. Four receptions, a buck 46, and a touchdown. Really?
0: I I think Shark is for real. Look, he's... Not going to be duplicating this kind of thing. Foles is gone. Um, they're they're in the Minshew era right Gardner now. Minshew, I, but he was very impressive in preseason. Um, earned that second spot when they weren't even sure when the 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 season you know, the preseason started, that he would be in the 53-man roster. I mean, he moved himself into a starting role. That Look, this kid was very impressive. I'm all in on DJ. I have
1: no idea. Here's the problem. As we talked about, you just sort of brought up with Larry Fitzgerald, the absurd numbers that were put up last week. I feel like I saw this stat line from 45 guys. Now, that's obviously being facetious. Four or five catches for a hundred and fifty yards well, yeah. and a touchdown. I don't know that that's sustainable. Look, I worry about, look, Gardner Minshew, that that was really cool. Come out and go 22-25, 275, two touches, you know, in mop-up duty. Now somebody, nobody knew, nobody on any other NFL team not in Jacksonville knew what the hell a Gardner Minshew was (laughs) until Nick Foles went down. Now people are going to start watching some film. This kid's going to start playing like a rookie all of a sudden. You know, Josh Dobbs, he isn't the type of guy when he gets in. I say when, not if. When. He gets in the into the lineup. Who's going to help balloon uh, wide receivers' numbers? He going to be running around making and, short plays. Maybe I'm
0: a little askew of the rules of our game here. If it's for real, for fantasy numbers, Yeah, as the no. year goes on, no, I I'm for real. Same with John Ross. I don't believe in John Ross long term as a um, fantasy relevant wide receiver. Right. Period. Okay. I am with Shark. Yeah, maybe with full sticking that, around. That's I'd, what feel, I'm saying. I'd feel
1: differently. Yeah, about that's
0: it. what I'm saying. I'm not saying no, these numbers this year, 2019. No. Yeah. No, don't don't get me right. Don't throw him in your lineup <laughs> now as some instant starter. No. You spend
1: all of your right. free agent dollars <laughs> exactly. on Gardner Minshew and right. DJ Shark. <laughs> exactly. You gotta get that stack. All, all right. right. Last one, Rick. Back to those sorry no account stinking worthless Detroit Lions. TJ Oh, okay.
0: That's the Lions, right? Yeah. <laughs> they're they're a sham,
1: right? TJ Hawkinson, six to no, one thirty one and I think touch. this kid looks good. Yeah, I, I, I I do like him, yes. I was sus suspect- And I
0: like Matt Stafford actually using right? the tight end for
1: yeah. Well, and that's the point. Right, that, that is the 100% the point. They've run guys through there. Ebron, name them. There's feel like there's been 20 tight ends that have it run through It seems that there. way, yeah. And you always look at them and say, the way that offense is, the way Matt Stafford plays, you get this big body down, and it never works. Maybe, finally, and I'm willing to believe it, they spent a very high draft pick Yeah, here. they did. I'm willing to believe they're going to incorporate this kid. I think this is the real deal. And T.J. Hawkins, you know, 131 on six catches, you're right. kind of counting on something long out of your tight end, but six catches, red zone threat. I think T.J. Hawkinson is in fact the yeah, real deal. I do too. All right. Well, what are we going to do? Ooh, starts and sits, Rick. Well, let's in. let's
0: do our um, let's do our picks. Oh, you want to pick games? Well, um, All right. we'll let's look, last week and and, and as usual, Mister Fligger takes the early lead over uh, your favorite picker. But straight your you were,
1: favorite picker.
0: <laughs> straight, you were eleven four and one with the tie, obviously, with yes. the Cardinals. I was ten five and one, so you have a game up there. And against the line, you were eight and eight. I was unfortunately seven and nine, and you got a game up in both. So yeah, that's
1: what we do. And yep. now we'll let the now I get ready to lap you as this season goes <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah. All right. So all right, let's go to uh well, let's start out at home here. I still got the bad taste in my mouth. Seattle plus four here at Heinz Field in Pittsburgh.
0: Okay, well, they're getting the four. I'll tell you what. I'm looking – Seattle is not the Legion of Boom anymore, and, and that secondary was certainly exposed against Cincinnati. Um I look for a bounce back from Pittsburgh, but i tell you what, I'm sketchy on both. I've got Pittsburgh taking this one 27-26. So straight up I have Pittsburgh, but I'm taking Seattle to cover. Yep,
1: well, I'm right there with you. I feel like if the Steelers lose this game – this might be a lost season in yeah. Pittsburgh, and this this might be it for Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> Did you see Dion? <laughs> yeah, predicting Roethlisberger's gonna uninterested,
0: walk, disinterested. He's gonna
1: walk it. away. Mid- you know what I worry about when he says something? It tends to happen. He he doesn't tend to make stuff up. Right? <laughs> does, does Dion knows something we don't. I don't know. It feels absurd, but the way this year's gone with AB and with Andrew Luck just walking away, I yeah. would, would I wouldn't be stunned, but. I think the Steelers have to have this one. I think they find a way, but it isn't going to be easy. So I have them 31-30. So, again, i got the Steelers winning, but the Seahawks covering the number. All right, 49ers catching one and a half heading
0: into Cincinnati. This is going to be a very interesting game, and it's kind of funny. San Francisco won on defense. (laughs) They they basically did nothing on, on offense to write home about, Cincinnati, I don't know. They just kind of look confident in that game, even though they they lost a close one. I like Cincinnati at home, but I'll tell you what, it's going to be a tough one. I got Cincinnati 23, San Francisco 21, so I have Cincinnati actually covering and straight.
1: Yeah, yeah, I've got Cincy here. I got them by a touchdown, 24-17. All of what you said, Cincinnati looked good. They acquitted themselves very well in some place where nobody wins. You you don't go to Cincinnati and and win. So they they really did play well. Here's the big thing for me is I I was kind of shuttling back and forth with this. San Francisco didn't go home. They've been in Columbus or wherever they – or Youngstown. They've been in Youngstown all week in preparation for this game. I've heard of this before. It rarely works out in the NFL. It throws guys out of their schedule, throws things off a little bit. So I think Cincinnati gets this one by a touchdown. The Chargers, a lot of road favorites this year, Rick. You're going to see a theme now as we start Mm -hmm. going on. A lot of road favorites. Chargers laying two and a half against those pitiful, pathetic, awful, no-account, worthless Detroit Lions.
0: Yeah, and this is where, um, you know, Detroit – Look, it, it this won't be easy for the Chargers, but I think they're just too talented and in the long run I have them 34-24. And so I have them straight up and covering.
1: Yeah, I I, I think the same thing. It's a home opener for Detroit. Matt Stafford's playing well. Kenny Galladay's playing well. Everything looks pretty good except for, you know, the last eight minutes of the last game. So they're going to throw up all over their shoes, look awful in their home opener, and the Chargers winning cover, 27-23. Minnesota, Rick, catching three, plus three at Green Bay.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. I like Minnesota this year. Um, Green Bay looks very much improved, the defense especially. But I I still think Minnesota's too talented. And I'm going Minnesota 31-27, so I'm taking them straight up and with the line. They
1: they went went out right now. I'm with you there. I thought we might disagree on that one. I didn't like what I saw from Aaron Rodgers. You know, you expect – a slow start from certain players, from certain teams. At this point in his career, I didn't expect a slow start, even against that Bears defense, a slow start from Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers just doesn't have the feel as the same Hall of Fame Aaron Rodgers we've seen for a lot of years now. Now, I say that he'll go out and put up 450. Yeah, eight
0: touchdowns. But I felt
1: like, even go back to last year, Rick, there were so many stat lines, uh, 230, 240, 230, 452, right. 205, 193, 216, right. 485. It's just, it's kind yeah. of like. And
0: he won't kill your fantasy team because they have a couple of touchdowns right. and so forth. But yeah, you're right. It's not that just powerhouse explosiveness that that you expect yeah. and, from Aaron Rodgers.
1: And so you look at this any advantage at Lambeau this early in the season when it's probably going to be eighty five degrees is wiped out. I really loved what I saw with Dalvin Cook. Presumably Stephon Diggs is a little healthier. Adam Thielen still doing Adam Thielen things. It's and, still early in the year and doesn't matter, so Kirk Cousins won't gag all over himself. I like the I got the Vikings here outright twenty six twenty.
0: And the good and the thing about this game, Rick, is um they're not going to beat Green Bay with, with Kirk Cousins throwing for 98 yards. No, no. Uh, Dalvin Cook's going to get his, but I'll tell you what, Kirk Cousins I think is going to open it up as well. This could be a shootout. I mean, like I, I think it's going to be. I have it 31-27. So, I mean, this is uh... – I think it's going to be a pretty interesting game.
1: All right, this one I struggle with. I might have had the most trouble with this one of all games, Rick, is Indianapolis heads to Tennessee, Indianapolis getting three.
0: I know. It's a tough one. Tennessee was very impressive. I don't know if that team is that much better or Cleveland's that much worse or there's a little bit of both, which I I tend to believe. (sighs) Indianapolis has a real chip on their shoulder because they had victory snatched out of their hand last week. I've got Indianapolis winning 24 23 outright. So obviously they win yeah, and cover.
1: So they get it outright, and then you got three points to play with. All right. Like I said, I, I struggled with this one. You know, being the plus three, basically, that's the three point uh, that the home team gets. So it's a pick em game. And, and I honestly felt that way. Here's how I loved what I saw in Tennessee. Now, they're not good offensively, but I think the defense might be about as good as we saw. Now, Baker Mayfield and the Browns played a lot into that, but that defense under Vrabel, I think they are that good. Mm -hmm. And the kind of the way things went down in L.A. against the Chargers feels like this is what Indianapolis is going to be. They're going to be good enough to play with anybody – but in the end, without Andrew Luck, without the, the the captain, without the general, you're going to fall just a little bit short. I'm going to take Tennessee. I'm going to lay that three because I didn't. I, I think it is a field goal game, but I didn't want to push. That's that's pathetic. You can't do that, <laughs> right? So I'm going to take Tennessee. I'm going to lay the three. I'm going to take the Titans here, twenty to sixteen, eking one out at the end.
0: All right, I tend to agree with you a little bit. That Indianapolis is good enough to play with anybody, but going to fall short. I think I agree with that in as much as I'm talking about your your top dogs, your Chargers, your Patriots, your Chiefs, et cetera. I don't think Tennessee's in that league. I think they can can pull it out straight up. So uh, that's why I'm going with Indianapolis by one. All right.
1: I'm sure it's happened, but I can't remember it, Rick, seeing this line in a professional football game as the New England Patriots are laying on the road 18.5 points. I saw it at 19 other places today, but I'm going to keep it at the 18.5 at Miami.
0: Yeah, uh, and look – this is a team that notoriously plays New England extremely tough. In Miami. In Miami. Yeah. And if this was even last year, I would be laughing out loud at this line. <laughs> right. I mean, because, you know, no matter how much, you know, a team you think, well, they're just no good. You know, they're division games and they play each other tough. You know, witness Buffalo Jets last week. Right. I mean, just tough. But I'll tell you what, I, I – You know, without even knowing the line at 18.5, I had New England winning 34-10, and so I'm taking New England plus the point or giving the points. Yeah, so
1: obviously New England wins this thing outright, so it becomes about this 18.5. My first thought is, well, Miami's that bad. The line could be 40, and I should still take New England. But at the same time, how many times in your life do you, are you given 18 right. and a half or 19 in the points pros. in the pros? This
0: isn't Alabama against Murray State.
1: And so I started going through different scenarios in my head. And I thought, you know what, Rick, and that's what I call myself when no one else is around is Rick, said if this thing ended 30-13, to 13, would you be surprised? And I said, you know what? I wouldn't. I could see that. They take the pedal off. They always struggle in Miami for that reason. It will be 187 degrees in that godforsaken stadium. So thirty to thirteen, and that's a cover. So that's how I talked myself into I'm want I'm gonna take those eighteen and a half points. I'm probably gonna lose. It's probably foolish, but I was able to talk myself into it. But obviously New England wins this thing outright. This one surprised me, Rick. I know the Giants aren't good, but the Bills laying two. The Bills coming into New York, giving the New York Giants two points.
0: And I tell you what, I'm I was um... Not impressed with the Giants, but I'm taking I'm the Buffalo Bills beat the Jets outright. New York Giants got pasted by the Cowboys. I'm going New York Giants twenty six twenty two, and I'm taking them outright, and I'm taking the points. Yeah, boy, I, I
1: struggled with this. When it come down to it with a two point line for me, that's basically a pick them right. So I think Buffalo wins this game, but I I could be persuaded. I thought Eli Manning played pretty well. Saquon Barkley looked like Saquon Barkley. Sterling Shepherds beat up already. You still don't have Golden Tate back. I mean, Evan Ingram might have 18 catches in this right. game, and we'll get to that when we get to the starts and sits, if he's even anybody that that's worth mentioning, if he's not so obvious. I want to take Buffalo here. Their defense looks so good. They're playmakers on that Jets offense, and they looked so good. I want to take the Bills here 20-13, to 13, so I have them winning and covering, but I don't feel real good about that one. I think the Giants – the Giants are going to win two or three, right? This feels like it could be one of them. But th- that Bills defense looks like they're for real to me. All right. Another, uh, another home, uh, home dog here as, uh, Dallas heads into Washington, laying seven.
0: Now, this, this is going to be a tough game. It, it's, look, we saw Case Keenum light it up for a while. They, they had a tough loss. They're laying
1: five. Did I just say laying seven? They're yeah, laying seven. five. Right. Okay. My bad.
0: Okay. So, um, Look, these division games, we always say they're always tough, but we saw Dallas spank New York last week. What was it, 34-17, I believe, something of that nature. I don't think it's going to be quite as bad, but I still like Dallas. I think they're a potent offense. I got Dallas 37, Washington 24, so I have them winning outright and uh, giving the five.
1: Yeah, what Washington did last week I feel like we could get a a repeat of. They have still got a pretty good defensive line. I liked what they did offensively. Looks like Jordan Reed may be back. You know, Darius Geis was such a non factor last week that him being out doesn't persuade me at all. In fact the running game may be better with Adrian Peterson just being able to grind it out three and a half yards, four yards a carry over and over again. I feel like this one goes very much the same way. Look, Dak Prescott deserved all the hype he got last week. You know that that would have been a good place for the for real segment, maybe talking about Dak. Look, Dak's good. Dak ain't that good Getting five points at home. I could see another backdoor cover, another junk one like we got. And I had right. that last week, you know, with Washington getting that backdoor cover with that late touchdown against Philadelphia. I obviously think Dallas wins this game, but I got them 27 23 with Washington pulling it out for all us betters Jeez. in the fourth quarter again on the back cover. So I got Dallas winning, but Washington covering. All right. All right here's another big one Rick the Cardinals getting 13 and a half in Baltimore the Lamar Jackson hype is real Rick
0: oh there's no question about that I'm liking Lamar Jackson and, and Baltimore um, they just demolished Miami last week but I, I and they're they're home they're gonna win this game but I tell you with 13 and a half with that Cardinal team, I'm not convinced that they can cover that. I got Baltimore winning the game 28-17, so I'm uh, taking Baltimore, but I got Arizona plus the points. Yeah,
1: this is the same thing, right? I think clearly Baltimore wins this game. Home opener, Lamar Jackson playing great. I think he has another good game. I don't think he has a great game like he did last week, but he has another good game. But I'm persuaded the same logic I used in Miami. The Ravens could score 33 Kyler Murray could have another good fourth quarter, score twenty, and they still cover. So that's what it's going to be. I've got this thing thirty three or thirty three twenty Ravens. So I got the Ravens, but I'm all, I'm going to take the Cardinals and gather up those thirteen. Some big lines in the NFL. You don't normally yeah. see this. All right, Jackson. Here's another big one. Jacksonville. This one might be a little more reasonable. Getting nine heading into Houston.
0: Yeah, that's uh that Jacksonville defense looked at, totally exposed last week. I don't know if that was result of uh foals going out and the team just kind of with all the excitement, you know, we saw the defense saying it doesn't feel the same this week this year because we have foals, we don't have Blake Bortles anymore. I don't know if that team was just totally deflated. Could have been. And, and look, Houston's better. I got Houston winning 30-23. to 23. It's a division game, so I'm taking Houston to win, but I'm going to take Jacksonville and the points.
1: Yeah, I just think your boy Gardner Minshew gets uh, exposed big time this week, and I think Jacksonville – can't move the ball at all. You just looking very it couldn't, possible. It couldn't be setting up worse for Jacksonville. Oh yeah. So you're no going doubt. in without your quarterback. You got Houston, who just had their hearts ripped out and stomped all over on Monday night. You're coming off a game where J.J. Watt, for the first time in his career, doesn't record a sack or a solo tackle. The Houston's home opener. JJ Watt's pissed off. The team's pissed off. You're coming in there with Gardner Minshew <laughs> as your freaking quarterback. I'm going to lay the nine. I got Houston here twenty three to three. I think okay. unless the Jaguars <laughs> score a defensive touchdown, it isn't going to happen. All right, all right. Kansas City on the road, given seven and a half to Oakland. It's huge,
0: huge yeah. road favorites. And today. Oakland was impressive. They were. They, they were impressive. That wasn't fluky. That was just a beat no. down. And, and look, Kansas city isn't joe flacco and the broncos but i'll tell you what gruden has this team buying in i think they're kind of happy that they're the dramas away from them you know they they went through the hard knocks they went through all this ab crap he's gone and look i got kansas city winning but i think it's going to be a pretty close game i got kansas city 32 oakland 27 so give me kansas city but i want oakland in the points
1: yeah, yeah, th- this one was tough. It'll be interesting to see, you know, Sammy Watkins is going to keep putting up those kind of numbers. You know, do, does Thomas Robinson, Hardman, somebody step up and, and fill that void? You know, I'm um, – I'm driven by Abram going out, the rookie going out on IR, bad injury, and the kind of plays he can make in the middle. I I think you you can just see uh, Travis Kelsey going hog wild in this. I think it's closer than you might think because I think the Kansas City Chiefs are way better than the Oakland Raiders, and I don't think I'm breaking any news there. I think everybody agrees on that. I can see this one being close for a while, but I think it's a double-digit win for Kansas City in the end. So I got Kansas City winning and covering 37-27. All right. And we'll get to why I have the Raiders that high a little bit later. All right, Rick, the Bears, your Bears, your Super Bowl champion Bears, if I'm not mistaken, laying two-and-a-half going into Denver.
0: Yeah, and uh, I'll tell you what, that's not all that comforting after watching the Bears in, in, in the – first week but they've had a long layoff they, they played Thursday um, Denver took a spank into Oakland I think Oakland really um, exposed them Flacco it's not a dynamic offense No, no it's a- uh, this bear defense is going to be hungry I think uh, Chicago knows that they need this game they're in a dogfight division I like Chicago 24 Denver 20 so I'm going to uh, take Chicago and give the points as well
1: yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you. I've got, I don't know how the Broncos, how Joe Flacco gets to twenty on on that Bears defense. That's the only thing that looked like the real deal. I think you saw what. What Derek Carr was able to do, just picking Denver apart, which you're not used to seeing right. coming out of that team. So I think the Bears win this one fairly easily. I've got them 24 13, so I got them straight up and uh, and against the number. All right, here's interesting the, the Saints getting two and a half at the Rams. That's only interesting because if you assume that three point to the home team, right? The the Vegas seems to think the Saints are actually the favorites in this game.
0: Well, I think they are too. I have them winning outright 38 34. Uh look the Rams, I, th- this could go either way. I, I'm really up in the air with, with both these teams. Uh I like them both. But I'm going New Orleans thirty eight thirty four, so obviously I'm taking the points and the Saints.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. You know, it's the you know, you kinda add two things. You And part...
0: and just to add, I like Breeze better than Goff. That's the yeah, difference.
1: I I think it probably does come down to that. And you, and you look at I'm actually surprised the schedule makers couldn't find a way have this game happen in Week One. You know what I mean? On Monday night. You look at how the last season ended. So they got their revenge. They got the they got a break to go their way. I guess you could say at home last week. Now you're going on the road back against the team who wronged you in the NFC championship game. I think they've got revenge on the mind. I think it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be a tight game. I think it's going to be back and forth. But I do. I have the Saints winning this thing outright as well, 33-30. I think it's going to be a good one. All right, Sunday night football. Another interesting line is the Eagles giving one and a half to the Falcons.
0: Yeah, and this is, this is an interesting game too. Atlanta looked terrible. And – I had you know I have them 10 and 6 second in that division behind only the Saints. They're going to have to really step it up to beat Philadelphia cuz Philadelphia's defense is it, it, pretty good. So to save their season, I'm going to predict Atlanta takes Philadelphia outright 33-32. Dang,
1: I thought here was somewhere we would separate a little bit and get some room behind us cuz I agree. I think the Falcons are just too good to have played the way they did. And to have Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley and Muhammad Sanu essentially completely shut down
0: in and, and that and, game. And, 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 and Devontae Freeman, Freeman as well. was
1: awful. You know, Philadelphia loses a defensive end for the year. He goes on IR. And let's be honest, that's a good defense, especially a good defensive yes. front. You let Case Keenum pretty much carved him up. You know, for a small – stretching the third and fourth quarter when Philadelphia's offense caught fire they kind of ground Keenum down but Keenum got his you know on a percentage basis Case Keenum looked really good 380
0: and 3 touchdowns
1: (laughs) Matt Ryan Matt Ryan is too good of a quarterback to back that up you know to have that I I think I mean, this really is a pick this is a coin toss I'm going to take the Falcons here 29-27 I don't even know how 29-27 happens but it feels like that kind of game so we're going to agree on that one and then Monday night Football. I can't remember the last time I looked more forward to a Monday night game than as the Cleveland Browns head into New York as two and a half point
0: favorites against the Jets. So the Jets are getting two and a, half at, home. Two and a half at home. Um, you know, I would jump all over this just as quick as I could. But you know, you hear the news: um, Quincy Numa out for the year with that neck injury. Robbie Anderson been kind of gimpy. There's not much depth left for Sam Darnold. I mean, right. it's Le'Veon Bell. Um, you know, you still have uh, what Herndon still suspended. So you know, now you're now you're relying on the Jets defense to you know, come up with something to hold the Browns down. The Browns, to me, have too much talent on offense um, with the the way the injuries are with the Jets right now. I have Cleveland winning a close one, 26-24, so I'm taking Cleveland outright, but I'm going to take the Jets in the two and a half.
1: (sighs) I combed over this one so much, and I don't know if I actually think this is going to happen, or I just hope it's going to happen. Baker Mayfield has been a petulant child all week after the way that game went down odell beckham the only talk anything about odell beckham is the two hundred thousand dollar watch that idiot is wearing on oh is it up to 350 yeah that he's wearing on the field there's there's problems there they've gotten away from what they do and the jets maybe not equal to tennessee but pretty close to the same type of defense I believe there is too much arrogance in Baker Mayfield and in the Cleveland Browns right now to get back in you know get back in 11 personnel and to use the play action do all the things that worked for Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield thinks he's Drew Brees now with all these weapons. Again, I don't know if I believe this or I just want it to be I think it gets away from them right now. This already feels like this thing is crumbling. I'm going to take the Jets to win this thing outright, 24-23. to I think the Browns have the lead. The Jets squeak one out. Jamison Crowder catches one later. Le'Veon Bell breaks one late. And the Jets win this thing, 24-23. All right.
0: Let's get on with the starts and sits. Oh,
1: yeah, starts and sits. All right. I got to flip back. I stapled okay. myself out of order today, Rick, so I'll no, let you no. start your first sit. Quarterback sit. Let's keep Quarterback organized. Quarterback Or start, I'm sorry. Okay,
0: okay. Quarterback start, I mean, a lot of people probably are starting, but i tell you what, this guy sometimes is forgotten to a lot of the bigger names. But Phil Rivers, man, this team is good. And I'll tell you what, you know he's licking his chops to get against Detroit. So, I mean, if you had, if you got Rivers as your second quarterback because you went with a whoever, a Lamar Jackson, or well, not really Lamar Jackson, but somebody, you know, a bigger name, Big Ben, somebody like that, go with Phil Rivers, man. I don't think
1: Phil Rivers, I'd have to look. You can look these up. I bet you he doesn't start more than half. Of, of fantasy football right. rosters every week, and, and he probably should, right? And I think this week, especially in that pathetic, sorry, no-account <laughs> town. Boy, I tell you, there's a lot of home.
0: hate in this. I, I
1: can't stand just watching them gag that one away. I'm just so tired of it. All right, Rick, for me, this week, Derek Carr versus the Chiefs. Gardner Minshew just threw for about 85% on them. Derek Carr last week on Monday Night Football against what we thought was a pretty decent defense in Denver. 84.6%, two 259 yards, one touchdown. I love what Tyrell Williams is doing. You can just see like the shackles are off, and he's the number one guy. He is the dude, and he's impre- him, You know, he's embracing that. I think if you got some of these guys with tougher matchups, there's some tough matchups this week. I'd, I'd start Derek Carr over Baker Mayfield on Monday Night Football. I, I would. There, there's some of those guys out there. Derek Carr is going to be my quarterback
0: start of the week. All right, Rick, how about a running back? Running back start? Yes. Okay i tell you what, keep your eye on uh, Joe Mixon's a- ankle. Because I'll tell you what, Gio Bernard is a start. Oh, absolutely. If, if this guy's questionable right now, they're probably going to rein back his workload. They're convinced that uh, Gio Bernard is going to be a big part of this offense. They gave him a contract extension this year. Um, he's very well versed in, in this offense. He's a he's a play threat on the on pass catching, if Mixon's limited with that ankle, he's going to be right there running the ball as well. So I, I, I'm in a flex spot, something like that. If you happen to have a, a banged-up running back situation like a Tevin Coleman, something like that, he may even work into running back two numbers.
1: He very well could be. For me, Rick, I probably shouldn't be a question whether or not you're starting this guy, but it seems like his name pops up in conversation a lot Having starts and sits after what I saw last week, Derek Derek Henry Rick, against the Colts. After you saw what Eckler yeah. and, and Jackson did last week, I you know I, don't I was know, a
0: year early on that you, cat. You
1: were. I don't <laughs> know if he ever puts up. The, I don't. You're not going to see many seventy six yard receptions or whatever right. it was he had coming out of him. That was about the most stunning thing I've seen in my entire life. But I think it's steady. that working in. Deion Lewis is about disappeared completely you know i think he was a product uh, of that system up sure. in new england really you're not going to get the second half the absurd touchdown numbers end of the year derrick henry but i think he's become a solid every week start and seeing what those chargers running backs did you know five and a half six yards a carry versus uh versus the colts last week i think derrick henry has a big week
0: here. yeah no doubt all about right it. wide receiver start wide receiver you know kind of playing off your derrick car start tyrell williams absolutely um, A.B.'s a, gone. He's a he's a distant memory, man. And this kid, he's a clear wide receiver one on that team. Carr looked good. The team has confidence. And, and let's face it, even if K.C. jumps on him early and, and you're even just talking garbage time stuff, he's going to be the guy anyway. So whether it's a competitive game or a blowout, he's still going to get his. I think he's a must-start.
1: Yeah, for, for me, Rick, and I, I can't believe I'm saying it, but for your sorry, worthless, no-account Detroit, Detroit Lions, Lions, I like Danny Amendola coming off of seven catches, 104 yards, got in the end zone. Coach and Staff Bear loves that slot receiver. A lot of success for that slot receiver. There's a lot of work. Yep. you got Galladay taking the lid off the thing. Marvin Jones is still just kind of a guy going downfield. You got Amendola running around underneath it. You know they obviously don't want to throw the ball to carry on Johnson. The you, you got Hawkinson on the outside a little bit. I think Danny Amendola target wise. You know whether or not you know he chooses to flop around inbounds. You know he he went to Detroit and became stupid all of a sudden yeah. rather than running out of bounds and saving some time. So I, I think Danny Danny Amendola is looking at about ten targets every week, and we know what he can do when he gets the ball in his hands. Yeah, so no I, doubt. I like Amendola dola this
0: week. Okay, let's roll through the sits here because we're running dope. out of time. Yeah, we good. still have the mailbag. Uh, let's see. Let's do quarterback sit, Jameis Winston. Uh, I'm just, you know, I'm wait around Do you see him come around because i tell you what, there's plenty better options out there and you're your team can't afford another 7.3 quarterback rating day. No,
1: no. And it's it doesn't feel like it's getting any better for him. No, it does. doesn't.
0: All right, I don't know how many people
1: are starting him, but uh, I'm avoiding Jacoby Brissett this week. I think that Titans defense is real. I just bring him up because I keep wanting to talk about the Titans defense.
0: Yeah, I, okay. Running back sit, Devontae Freeman. I, we I agree. I do we not agree. like him I against Philadelphia. And you, you know what really bothers me, Rick, is he shut down last week. By a stat line, but what really got me—if he was shut down with with eighteen carries, it wouldn't concern me. He had eight carries right, in that right. game, and I'm not nearly as excited about uh, Devontae Freeman as I was beginning of the year. I'm with you there. That was my sit
1: uh, that position as well.
0: All right, and wide receiver Dante Pettis—he had a bad preseason. He's dealing with that groin injury. And uh, don't let the high draft pick of Pettis ruin your year, man. I mean, bench him until he starts exerting himself no, a little bit. i tell you what, he's one of those guys. I'm going to throw
1: out a stinky sock to the fantasy community who beat me over the head with Dante Pettis and all the news coming out all preseason was how bad it was. Not only did he not have a catch, not only did he not play well, he played two snaps, Rick. Right. Two freaking snaps. So for exactly. You, for me, my sits at wide receiver, uh Emmanuel Sanders and Sutton. In, in Denver, going up against the Bears. I thought they both looked pretty good uh, against Oakland, especially Sanders came on late in the fourth quarter. I don't know why it took three and a half quarters for Joe Flacco to remember Emmanuel Sanders is on the team, but I think Flacco, I think that whole team struggles there uh, this week up uh, going up against Chicago. I
0: agree. All right, is it time? Yes, sir. Oh, yes. Wait a minute. the man just send the
1: facts
0: to send. got mail. Now I took special care this week, Rick. Um this is I went through the mailbag and if you don't make the show, don't feel bad. We will answer them all if we haven't already. Um but I actually picked not so much because the questions were so wonderful, but I know you'd appreciate their names. Oh,
1: you cherry-picked
0: names yeah, for me. I yeah. love it. I love it. Okay, now the first one here you won't have a problem with it. It's from Steve. and he Uh better blow it up
1: oh we're already blowing his squad up already yes sir all right
0: okay and this kind of hits home to what we were talking about earlier in the game um trade question in ppr format okay i was offered john ross and david montgomery for austin eckler
1: So, what you have to believe here, then, is Ross is going to sustain this. No, I actually think if Melvin Gordon doesn't come back, Austin Eckler might finish as a top-five running back this year. I I don't even consider this.
0: I don't either. I I don't either. And I'm not even so sure that Eckler, if he is a top-five or even ten running back when Gordon does come back, that they're going to bench him. No, no. So, yeah, I mean – if you believe David Montgomery all of a sudden is going to become a bell cow in Chicago and John Ross is the second coming of uh, Jerry Rice. If I hadn't
1: seen Mike Davis get so much down right. work, I'd consider this. I, I'd like to get my whole, my hands on Montgomery, but Eckler's too...
0: I think it's just too early.
1: Eckler's a real deal, yeah. I guess, is what this comes down to.
0: Okay. Uh, Linda writes, in a PPR Mad league... woman who listens. Oh, yeah. No kidding. Um, a PPR... This is a starter sit. This isn't a question. Right. So, uh, Duke Johnson or Adrian Peterson?
1: Oh, boy. Okay. So, you got AD going up against Dallas. Dallas at home. Duke Johnson. Boy, I didn't like his usage last week. I didn't I, either. I saw a lot more of Carlos Hyde than I thought I was going to see. And not a huge history. And this is where it doesn't work. A huge history of running backs being a part of the passing game for the Houston Texans. i tell you what, fantasy's about volume. I, I think I'm going to take Adrian Peterson here this week knowing there's no Gary, Darius Geis until I see how this thing completely shakes out. Oh, I Luke. am
0: too. No doubt about it, Rick. Look, you know Peterson, a healthy scratch last week. He's Oh, he's mad. He's <laughs> mad, and there's nothing worse to have to face an, an angry Adrian Peterson. Right. And I'm going to take him, obviously, in this situation. Okay, here's one Boston Bill. Oh, now he gives himself nicknames.
1: <laughs> yes, Boston sir. Boston Bill. Yeah. Boston Bill. I would expect that for people from Boston. Boston. We give nicknames, Bill, not you.
0: Yeah, so you're just Bill. Yeah, Bill. William. Willie. All right, Willie. Well, however. What do you However, Bill, he writes in a PPR format, Darren Waller, David Njoku.
1: He should have been in the opening segment, Darren Waller. Was that, was that for real? For
0: real? Yeah. <laughs> Could be. I mean, Jared Cook was in that offense last right? year, and we didn't see a ton of Jared Cook stuff before that. So, uh... I mean, if that's the case, it's Darren Waller, and it's not even
1: close. So I'm, the way
0: things are right now in and, Cleveland, sure, because they're not. It's not
1: tight end heavy at all. And look, Derek Carr's my start this week at quarterback. Right. So this is Waller, Waller. It's not even close. We'll have to put a pin in Waller. Yeah, have a conversation about him next week on Wednesday's show, you know, we'll have a little more information come out of one more game. But this question, yeah, that's not close. It's Waller. Yeah, and Joker's I agree. a disappointment to me. He, for it the last is. two years, he's really a disappointment.
0: He's been a disappointment, and Cleveland has too many other toys for Mayfield true, to be thrown to a tight end. Yeah, you're,
1: you're not going to see seven or eight catches right. out, of, out of Njoku, Waller Waller's going to have the target share anyhow.
0: Exactly. I agree. A
1: possibility to get there.
0: All right. Chris writes, and this, this is a very good question, Rick. Kirk Cousins for Russell Wilson.
1: Oh. Cousins or Wilson. Kirk Cousins is in Green Bay. Russell Wilson going to Heinz In Pittsburgh.
0: I tell you what, I like Kirk Cousins in this one. I think it's gonna be close, but I just think playing I mean, both of them, I think it could be real shootouts, or they could just be kind of duds. I mean, I think there's potential in, in this right. game for both. Um but I'm I'm going cousins just yeah. because I like Thielen and Diggs. A hell of a lot better I than, think- than lock it and. In- no, name,
1: name another guy. Yeah, I think that's what it comes down to is I don't see much separation. I don't know how to parse the difference between the Packers' defense and the Steelers' defense. The Steelers' defense look pathetic, but they always look pathetic in Foxborough. They always look pathetic against the,
0: the Patriots. Yeah, I'm
1: not going to overthink. I think Kirk Cousins is a safer play. I think the ceiling's much higher on Russell Wilson. I wouldn't be stunned if Wilson went into Hinesfield and threw for 425 and five touchdowns. But I also wouldn't be surprised if he threw for two and a quarter, no touchdowns in a or maybe
0: one. You're yeah. right, exactly. So, yeah, yeah, I think
1: I'm going to play it safe in week two with Kirk Cousins.
0: All right. Okay. Tommy writes. Tommy. Tommy get your boy. little uh, pen out. Oh, I'm ready. Because we need two in PPR. All right. Marquise Brown. Okay. John Brown. We didn't talk about him either. What a big Ray. week he had. Uh, Michael Gallup. Allen Robinson, boy, he had all his
1: uh, lottery tickets go off last week. Yeah. I can see why yeah, he's in such a conundrum.
0: I tell you what, to me, Allen Robinson's a no-brainer. Yeah, um, and I think, and I said this in the preseason. You were a little shocked when uh, you actually brought the the subject up, Michael Gallup. I think there's, I think this kid has all the talent in the world. he He's no challenge to be wide receiver, two on that offense. I like Michael Gallup and Allen Robinson in this one.
1: Yeah, Allen Robinson's the obvious first one. I'm going to throw Hollywood out, I think. I don't like trusting those guys unless their name's Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. that It's all about getting down the field. I haven't seen Hollywood Brown get covered yet. I right. haven't seen it. Maybe he can play wide receiver when someone's defending him as well. I love the speed, but I'm going to have to see it if somebody you know in Air, in Arizona can defend it. I agree. Um, I could be persuaded to John Brown, especially in a PPR. I think Over Gallop, right? He, he looks like the guy Allen's leaning on. Even when he's struggling, John Brown mm-hmm. was putting up numbers. But... <laughs> I Yeah, I, I think it's Gallup. I think what he did, those numbers he put up, were probably the real deal. And I think it could be very similar to what we saw last week against the Giants, where it came out, it looked like Amari Cooper was going to have 25 catches halfway through the first quarter of that game. Right. And then they kind of started to, as much as they could, take him away, and then all of a sudden, Gallup, bang, bang, right. bang. Cooper looks healthy. Red, yeah, give me give me Gallup. I'll, to make it even, I might make an argument for Brown, but to answer the question unanimously, I'll give you Gallup. I think that's razor close.
0: All right. You're going to love this guy.
1: Oh, boy. <laughs> what do you got?
0: The Shockmaster. <laughs> yeah. The I knew, I knew you were going to love it. Master.
1: Oh, what does that mean?
0: Yeah, I mean,
1: when did these – have they always nicknamed themselves and have you shielded me I don't know, from this but, or where the hell did but this the thing come is, from? I, all of a I
0: have to I have to assume that this is a kid. Because anybody with any age behind them can remember the infamous shockmaster incident on wrestling when the shockmaster had this like little weird voice and was threatening the four horsemen and Ric Flair and them, you know, is gonna be allies to somebody. <laughs> and he had this goofy helmet on him. And it turned out that, you know, the, you remember Tugboat? Yeah. He's the guy that played him. Well, anyway, of course, you couldn't see him. And it, and he had him, they had this grand entrance um, provided that he was going to break through the wall on, I think it was, I forget what show it was, but it was like Ric Flair's Corner or whatever, you okay, know. And, yeah. he, and he was going to break through the wall. Well, what had happened was nobody told him that they put a tube before as a part of the frame on the floor. <laughs> he broke through the wall, I- tripped, fell flat on his face. His helmet fell off. He's hiding it, trying to get it back on. <laughs> the wrestlers started. I mean, they like turned away. I forget who it was, like or Anderson, and they're like, you know, just turned away because this is just. Going south really (laughs) quick. So, I mean, this is obviously a kid that doesn't know, but the Shock Master uh, uh, is a total idiot. See,
1: but you're showing your age. That's not what he's referring to when he says the Shock Master. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make a gesture to Rick that everybody knows. Do you understand what this means? Yeah. That's what this snot nosed kid thing. I'm supposed to be impressed. Which is
0: even less impressive (laughs) than a boob falling on his face to me. Yeah. I mean,
1: if there was a name for this,
0: I'd be impressed. Uh, This, uh, come on, (laughs) Junior. Give me a break all right should i but well even though we think you're a boob, we we're gonna to, answer yes we, we are because it's a good
1: question if he's on the phone we just hang up on him but we're gonna read this rum perverts email
0: it's good it's going to be <sighs> shock it, it's, it's a pretty good question so get your little pencil out all right blow it up this is gonna be a half-hearted answer should
1: i tr- what's his name again should i try? what's his name again <laughs> say it
0: Shockmaster. Damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it.
1: <laughs> All right, go ahead.
0: Should I try to trade Sammy Watkins high? I'm afraid of his injury risk and was hoping to get either Austin Eckler or Chris Carson. I have Fitzgerald, Allen Robinson, Amari Cooper, and Randall Cobb. My running backs are Barkley and Geis and Peyton Barber.
1: If you can get Eckler, yeah. I don't know about Carson. I think Sammy Watkins... You know, for six weeks has huge numbers. He could get hurt, but so could Austin Eckler and so right. could Chris Carson. Eckler, if I could get him straight up for Sammy Watkins, I'd make that deal. Carson, I'd have to talk about. Yeah, if,
0: if I'm fielding, let's see, if I'm fielding Fitzgerald Robinson and Cooper and Barkley, I can live with Peyton Barber, Yeah, you know, um, and, and then I'm throwing in Sammy Watkins as well, you know, with those other guys. Yeah, but Eckler... Maybe, yeah.
1: So, yeah, for Eckler, yeah, if you can get that right. done, certainly. I don't think you can get that done, but if you can, Chris Carson. Who are his other wide receivers?
0: Uh, Fitzgerald, Allen Robinson, Amari Cooper.
1: Yeah, so, Watkins in theory was his fourth. is probably his third wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. Eckler, certainly. Carson, I might sit tight and just yeah. keep playing Peyton Barber. He's got to have somebody else in that squad. Pick up Darren Sproles or something. Yeah,
0: really. I mean, on the waiver wire. Carlos Hyde, somebody. Right. I agree. Stupid name. Okay, well, he has Peyton Barber and Royce Freeman. So, I mean, either one of those is serviceable to keep, you know, I mean, Chris Carson's not going to make that big of a difference compared to Sammy Watkins if he's still the number one in Kansas yeah. City. shock master. <laughs> boy. When? Yeah. Are you gonna get your act together? Okay. You won't mind this because it's just Randy. Randy writes Randy. in a lot yeah, we well, if, it, a lot if from it's the Randy. same Randy. Um well, do you look at the email address? Is it the same Randy? I think it is, yeah. yeah. I don't you know, I don't pay a whole <laughs> lot of attention to that kind of stuff, but yeah, you're uh still trying hey. to figure out how to open the envelope <laughs> on the email. Yeah. 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 I mean where do you lick it to send it? I mean, you know, when you I don't know, I can't <laughs> Okay, Stafford or Lamar Jackson.
1: Uh Stafford's is safer, but I'm gonna ride. To, I'm gonna ride the wave of Lamar Jackson. It is a really good matchup at home. He's never gonna feel better than he does right, right. now. I, you know, if this was Week Ten, I'd probably be telling you Stafford. I'm gonna ride that wave. Right I now. think
0: I'm with you. I'm gonna go with Lamar Jackson until he either comes to Earth or, or he's Patrick he stays Mahomes. out. Yeah, or
1: maybe he's Patrick Mahomes. I don't know.
0: Exactly. Okay. Yeah, Mookie writes. Mookie. I have a friend Mookie. named Mookie. Yeah. Mookie. Mookie Wilson. There's, yeah. They're Mookie. Yeah, I have a friend named Mook. So I like that one. I ah, can accept All it. right. That's cool. We like, we like Mookie. I wonder if it's Mook.
1: wonder what you ought to show me the last name later. If it's an idiot buddy, I'm going to give a bad answer.
0: That's true. Okay. We need a flex in PPR. All right. Okay. We have James White, Chris Thompson, Tyrell Williams. White, Tom. Oh, that's Tyrell Williams. It's not even close.
1: I was really thinking hard about White, but Tyrell. I, I'm Kansas thinking, City. quite
0: frankly, as because the Patriots are so weird. You know it's going to settle out to Michelle mm-hmm. and White later on in the season, but, but you just Birkhead don't.
1: Got so much right. volume against the Steelers.
0: But yeah, I, I think Williams first and, and Thompson second right now. To me, yeah, with Geis out, you'd think
1: Thompson would get get some more carried because Adrian Peterson isn't going to be a part of the. He's the not going to be game. part of the passing game. The Redskins it, are going to get back to that predictable thing you saw right. last year, where Adrian Peterson's on the field, you know it's a running play, and when Chris Thompson comes out, you know it's a passing play. So that's unfortunate for the Redskins. But yeah, I agree with you. Okay. That's Tyrell, not even close.
0: All right, Chuck writes. Chuck, that's yeah, a man's yeah. name. Chuck, not what up Asylum Master. Yeah, what up Asylum? Get your pencil out. He needs three in PPR. okay. James White. Here we go again. Yep. Mr. Ross. I knew he was going to come up. Okay. You know. Devin Singletary. Carlos Hyde. DeeDee Westbrook. All right. Okay, if Foles was playing, Westbrook would figure into this thing, but he's immediately out. Yeah, he's gone. Um, I
1: think... I think Hyde's immediately out. Well You think? Well James White's easy, right? So let's put him in. I think John Ross, we know AJ Green's not coming back this week. Right. So I think I put John
0: Ross in. This Ross come- and White? I mean, I, I don't throw Hyde out immediately because of the the workload that he seemed to get. Yeah, the get. problem is Singletary had nice numbers. We only had four freaking carries. Yeah. Does that go up? I don't I don't know.
1: Or do I take Hyde based on the volume?
0: I like Hyde's volume, quite frankly. I think they're going to um, use it more, you know, him and Johnson more as a thunder and lightning thing, kind of like they did in Cleveland or tried anyway. Yeah. Um, I could be persuaded on Singletary, but I'm going to have to
1: see it one time before I start
0: recommending So I'm
1: with you. White Ross and Hyde.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. I agree. So Chuck... Take that in a bit uh, of a
1: stack of mediocrity. <laughs> kind
0: of Yeah, it's uh, well, you know, White was pretty highly regarded with them stats he had last year, right? And it's hard to say. I mean, you know, guys like that, you may have a a Tevin Coleman in a. Yeah. In a you know, whoever, you know, Tyreek Hill or somebody hurt, who knows, you well, it know, also, and looks shuffling like worked, stuff around. You know, with Ross
1: and Hyde, he worked the waiver wire pretty heavy this week, <laughs> yeah. I think.
0: And could have went all in on Singletary with all the hype in, in the oh, yeah. preseason, People too. went nuts. Right. And,
1: and they're getting 78 yards is awesome, but the four carries, it makes, that's you, the bad makes part. you take a step back.
0: It's kind of like the, the Devontae Freeman thing. You mm. shut down, well, you know, but, yeah, it's Devontae Freeman, yeah, but he only had eight carries. Yeah. So. Stupid
1: Frank Gore. <laughs> yeah. That's the problem.
0: Right, well, yeah. But Frank Gore was really shut down, too. You know, yeah. two yards a carry. But he's still going to get a ton. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's Frank.
1: Fact in affecting Singletary.
0: Okay, finally. Ooh, the last one, thank God. You're gonna love oh, it. I, I, I saved this one just. I don't for want you, you cherry
1: picking these <laughs> idiots anymore. You can't even hold it together. This name's so <laughs> ridiculous. Is this another teenage sexual thing?
0: No, but I, I mean, I I haven't heard this since I watched the the match game in the seventies. Soupy, Soupy, <laughs> Soupy, yeah. I remember watching the old match, used to have like soupy sales. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's uh, the, uh, the only soupy I've it's ever. Not heard as bad in my life. as the shock master,
1: <laughs> <or> Boston Bob <laughs> no. or whatever the hell his name was. <laughs> I agree. But, but that's a weird name. But I can see your buddies getting. You know, he probably spilled soup in his crotch when he was in high school or something. Yeah, maybe. I can live with. I can live Could with. It. All, I right. Can live with
0: it. All right, soupy. Okay, this this is. I can see. I guess I'm not really sure. But I guess he's thinking of making this trade. Would you trade? Okay. Adam Thielen for Sammy Watkins? No, I wouldn't either. No, the, okay, I wouldn't either. I'm, I'm, Sammy Watkins. I think he
1: continues to do what he did last week in the absence of Tyreek Hill. But there's injury concerns with Sammy Watkins, and when Hill comes back, it's going to be more up and down. Watkins had a lot of nice games. He didn't get enough and run. Travis the Kelsey's offseason. there too, right? In the game plan, they're going to find other people. I think they get Darwin Thompson more involved. There's there's a lot to spread around. That kind of stat line. Where Thielen catching 8, nine, ten balls every game, I think is sustainable for him when we get to that point. I agree. All right, we done. That's it, man. All right. That is go it. Good luck this week, yeah. man. Hey, you can keep it. getting those questions in at Asylummaster. Yeah. And
0: Shockmaster keeps sending me no, just give no, me no, no just you, give me your real name. Your band. No, just give me your real name. No, no, I won't tell Rick if it comes from the same email delete. address. Just write down Bob or Sam or no. something. L- listen it. to Matthew
1: Barry if your name's the Shockmaster. <laughs> so check it out. Fulltimefantasy.com at fulltime fantasy. asylum fantasy dot com at AsylumFootball tw- on Twitter, and AsylumFootball at gmail.com for everybody but the F shock (laughs) mask. Good luck this week. We'll see you on Wednesday. Take care.